When money is tight, should you stop funding your retirement? We're going to talk about it coming up on the show next. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right, welcome back. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert. And I'm Jake. I am the financial expert. But together, Kirk and I talk about financial planning, we talk about the economy, and we talk about money, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth both today and into the future. Now, there's a question that I know you get and what we're going to talk about today. And it's a question that I think is an important one in a time of inflation, you know, People are uncertain about whether we're even in a recession or what's happening, but there's definitely yeah. signs that we're in. A, there's inflation for sure. We Absolutely. know that. That's unquestionable. Yeah. And, um, you know, we could see that in the rising cost of living. I mean, even if you forget, you know, it's really easy if you're reading the news to like look at inflation and, you know, in the headlines and read all these economic things if you're interested. And then forgetting like the real issue. Is like, are you paying more for rent or your mortgage or for your electricity this year than you did last year? Are you paying more? Yeah. Like, if you if you add up all your grocery bills, are you paying more on average than you did last year? Like, that's the real right. fundamental issue, right? Like, are you is your gas? If you if you add up all the gas you paid, if you you know your your bank will often do this, categorize these things for you. If you look at them year by year, did it go up? Right, that's the question, and if it did, you know, maybe you're you're driving more, or maybe there's there's inflation too. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, just more that's by definition what inflation is. Yeah. I think that's a good explanation because people get lost in the word inflation because it sounds very economic, but yeah. it's really just about like stuff's more expensive than it was a year ago. Yeah, and it's the resulting yep. effect on you is that I got less money to spend, right? Yes, And so then I get the question all the time, okay, because stuff is so expensive, my wages maybe aren't keeping up with the cost of stuff. So one of the places where I can free up a little more money every month is if I was to stop funding my retirement plan, right? Because that's- Well, and the stocks are of, going down, so why wouldn't you? Right. right? So like yeah, that makes like, sense. It's like, wait, I'm putting, isn't this putting- good money after bad or something like i don't understand why would i be buying stocks you right, know why would i be putting money it. into this while i need it right now because my cost of living is going up it doesn't make sense so it may, there is a sense where this makes sense the strategy like there's yeah, a common level of like in the, in the short term yeah it's yeah. totally a valid feeling and a valid question like why am i putting in every dollar it seems like that I'm putting into my 401k becomes less and less valuable. But yeah. in the short term, I could be using those dollars to pay for my groceries, right? So I think the that question in and of itself is totally valid. The thing that you have to remember, and what we're gonna talk about today is, removing yourself from the short term disruptions and keeping a long-term perspective and remembering why you're doing what you're doing with those retirement savings. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, so holding it in the context is really important. And yeah. you know, this, there, this is, we can't give specific strategies. So there may be times when you do need to take a little bit less out of your, or, you know, maybe not pay as much into your retirement in the moment, right? Like right. if something comes up or, 
if there's a major change, you have a sickness. I mean, there are times when that happens, but the yep. the principle, the thing you want to think about is, you know, the long-term strategy of retirement, how to do the retirement in these times of inflation. And it's something that we've talked about and probably we're going to talk about it some more because it's a big issue. It's an issue that is going to permeate your life for the foreseeable future until we see signs of it decreasing or leveling out and things getting kind of back to uh, pre-inflation levels. Or I don't know if it'll go down, but we might, you know, hopefully the economy grows enough and you make more money and things like that happens. Um, right, right. That's that's the, you know, the hope. It's not like we're going to go back to like 2016 levels of inflation or something. Um, Certainly not in the short term. Not in the yeah. short term. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I would argue that, yeah, it, it probably won't go back to that. So that that's where this, often. yeah, yeah the, that's where the validity of this conversation comes in is like, okay, so I'm legit struggling in the short term. And one of the convenient places is to take away from the money I save in my 401k, right? Yeah. But if we turn that conversation on the flip side about the the idea that I'm putting money into something that's declining in value, we have to keep in mind the long-term benefits of compound interest, right? Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before where I buy something today and I keep adding to it. And then that something, in this instance, those shares of stocks are going to eventually grow because Otherwise, if they never grow, then the economy never progresses, right? So the, the the investment into the stocks in the short term might be declining, but in the long term, those companies are growing their earnings. And as a result of that, my investment in those stocks is going to increase in value. And if I stop adding to it, my pool of stuff that's growing is going to be smaller than it would have been if I kept contributing, right? So what you end up doing is you end up costing yourself multiples of what you quote unquote saved in the short term by cutting your 401k contribution, right? Yeah. And so to use like simple terms, like if I had, if I put in $5 into my 401k and then I stopped, that $5 is gonna compound, you know, at some rate, because the stocks are going to do okay, right? And so they're going to grow that $5. But if I was somebody that put in $5 every month in a year's time, my pool that I have to work with is substantially larger than the person that just put in $5 and then stopped. And not only is it substantially larger in the short term, now I have a pool of you know $50 that's growing instead of just $5. And so that compounding difference is what we forget about when we're looking at solely in the short term that the stuff I'm investing in is going down in value. So I'm losing money. Yeah. And I think also like um, another way to think about this is, you know, when we, we are putting in money in our 401k, we're investing in the stock market when things are up. One way that, you know, people like Warren Buffett and, and wealthy people put it is like, you're buying high at that moment. And right. so when things are low, like they are now, even if they might go a little bit lower, uh, unless you think like Apple or these companies are going out of business, the idea yeah. is that they will eventually get back up there, right? right? And maybe even go way higher than before. You never know. And 
this is what he's talking. This is what Jake is talking about with the, the compound interest type principle, though. In a specific cases of right now, the way wealthy people think of it is like this is a garage. This is a fire sale. Right? right, it's like everything's on yeah. sale. So you want to start your buying strategy. You do not want to take out now. Uh, now right. again, this is not specific strategy, but it, like what people see is you know on on your phone, I get these things where it's like um, right now it's a little green. I don't know if you, but it's got like the greens, but like uh, most days it's red, right? And I'm like, yeah. well, that's scary. If I if it's red a couple days in a row and I buy at ten dollars a share, or, you know, I put money into it, uh, and like this is even you know I, I invest with Jake. And I see this too, where it's like I put in a chunk of money and I look at the like differentiator and I'm like, wait a second, I just lost money. Less and that's true. It's less in. than what I put in. Um, and but that but the strategy isn't uh, and that, to some degree that was just unfortunate that I put a chunk of money like right before the the it went down and that's just a reality of you know I, I, you can't that's time the market. I just right. and this yeah. is the other principle I think is like don't try to time the market. What you try to do, and I think what wealthy people do, is they start what they call buy. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know what they call it, but like buy strategy or bu- like buy options or whatever. Like where it's a it's a like we're gonna start buying. So it's not like they put you know a hundred thousand dollars right now. If they have a hundred thousand dollars to invest, they'll start buying stuff over the time. Oh yeah, right now dollar cost averaging. Thank right. you. Dollar okay. cost averaging. Because yep. so it could still go down. And that's fine. Right. So it's like, think of it this way. Like, let's say Apple is, you know, or just whatever, uh, ABC company is $10 a share right now. And it's, it was 15 or 20, 10 days ago, and it went down $10. So it lost half of its share. That's a huge loss, but, uh, and so but it happens. Yeah, yeah. It definitely happens. Yeah, yeah. So like you start buying a 10 or let's say you bought at 20 and you lost half, but then you keep buying at 10 well, one is if you get a share at 10 and you have a share at 20, you now have a share at 10 that you spent $10 on. And if you keep mm-hmm. going down, that's fine. So it's true that you lost some of that original money you put in, lost some of its value, but you're now still buying at the lower rate. Now, right. unless that company is going to go bankrupt and you lose all your money, which is that's a that's the, the scary thing. But the companies that you're investing in, I don't think that's going to happen to um, right. Well, what I if think, you're diversified, right? Yeah. If you're diverse, I mean, it can happen to some of them or something, but not sure. all of them. And this is, yeah, why 401k and all that stuff. But again, if you're yeah. buying at like the $5 level uh, eventually, you might even want to increase how much because you're like saying, like, look, this is a really cheap thing. If I could buy 10 shares, right? Like, or I, I could buy four shares where I spent $20 before, now I can get it for $5 when I can get more shares while it's low. And then when it goes back up to $25, now all your stocks are way, you have more of them and you're making more money, right? In the long mm-hmm. term. And mm-hmm. that's another way to think about it. So, you know, you can think about it as like this, this compounding interest of like, you don't want to lose that compound interest of, yeah. you know, let's say you stop for six months or a year. Well, that's a year of loss of the compounding interest um, exactly. that you're going to, that's one way, so that's so one thing. Accumulating more and more shares over that yeah. time period is completely eliminated, right? Yeah. Now, this doesn't fix the strat the problem though, which the problem that we're trying to address is if you're suffering from cash flow being tight because stuff's expensive, what can you do, right? If we're yeah. if we're telling you and then we're explaining this strategy and if you understand the strategy then by definition you would not want to stop funding in a time where where things are are volatile then what's the alternative, right? 
So I think one of the alternatives is, well, it's not fun, but sometimes you have to forego some expenses in the short term, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we're not talking about foregoing like going to the doctor or paying for your health insurance or pay making your car payment or you know something that's required for you to live but it might mean that mm, i don't have the extra cash flow to be eating out as frequently in the short term right because the economy is just not conducive for us to be doing that at the moment and so i think a better mindset is i need to make adjustments for my spending instead of trying to find ways to increase my take-home pay. Yeah, and no, I like that a lot. And you know, for a personal example, which I think I've given on the show before, is I was planning on upgrading my car, mm -hmm. right? And I was going to get a, a bigger one or a better one with a, probably a little bit higher uh, monthly rate or monthly right. monthly fee and everything uh, or payment. And so, but instead, because one, it's hard, you know, cars went up in, in cost for one. It's harder to get them. My car was actually pretty decent. It was just one that I got a while back when I just really needed one, but it was actually a pretty good deal. You know, it's only 2019. So it's like, it's a good deal. I was going to upgrade just because I started making a lot more money. And so why not? But instead, because everything that's going on, I'm just putting a little bit more money into buying these stocks at this lower price, which, you know, so that for me, that was, the, I don't, I'm not recommending that to anybody. That was just, that worked for me because my car works fine. Um, but it just, you know, that's to me, it's like, again, the way I think about it now, after being on the show and reading about this a little bit more, it's just like, this is a fire sale. So start for me, it's like, I want to buy these stocks right. while they're low. Um, and you know, and, and again, I'm not putting like all my money into it. It's just a, an op, you know, just a purchase of every month. I'm doing this every month. Yeah. So it's true that, you know, if I bought in May, it may be down in August. And when I, when I put in another chunk of money today or this month, or I think it just went out, um, you know, it's, it's going to buy it at a lower price than it was. Right. And the, and the money that I put in may is a little bit lower than it, mm -hmm. than it, what I put into it. That's true. But I do, mm -hmm. but it's not gone, right? It's still stocks that I bought or, you know, investments yeah, that I put into it at a certain price. Right. It, it's, you know, it's 10, you bought 10 shares of stock and I still own those 10 shares of stock. They just may not be worth $15 a share. Now they're worth $12 a share, right? Yeah. But now when they're $12 a share, I'm going to take that same 500 bucks. And now instead of buying 10 shares, I'm going to buy 15 because they were exactly. on sale even more, right? Yeah. So now my pool of available assets that aren't lost money, just adjusted in value yeah. is greater, right? Yeah. And then when they go back up, I'll have more, more of, of those stocks and it'll be worth more. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the basic long-term theory of, that's why I think of it as like a fire sale, essentially. It's like these companies are what selling. investing is doing, right? Yeah. So that's where we come to you on the show and be like, remember the purpose for what you're doing, right? So Kirk's example of that is the purpose of him buying more shares when they're on sale is because he's trying to see longer term accumulation of money for something in the future, not necessarily trying to make a quick buck in the short term. And so yeah. because that strategy has been worked into his plan, that means that the new car purchase is going to be put off a little longer because it just doesn't fit with what the objective is for what I'm taking that $500 every month and doing. Yeah. And I think that's the, so like the, when you're asking the question, should I opt out of my pension and use the money to pay for the, 
the rising cost of living, you know, you have to think about these things on a case by case basis. So maybe, it, yeah. you know, like you're, there's certain things you're not going to be doing right now. Um, and, you know, maybe you do have to opt out of your pension for a while. I mean, that's, we're not saying no to that. Sure. Um, of course, that if that's necessary, if you're going to, you know, if you can't pay your mortgage uh, at all, yeah. like you have to do that, that again, that's, that's what you got to do what you got to do. But that, that's not weighing often the, the calculation. Benefit. Yeah, yeah. Weighing that cost benefit for sure. Cause that was going to be my next question was, okay, so what scenarios does it make sense for you to cut it? Right. Yeah. There are some. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like if I got, for me, if I got sick or if I lost a job, right. Yeah. Like, or if I lost uh you know, a certain chunk of money, then yeah, I would have to stop at least most of it, most of my contributions and mm -hmm. put it toward, um, you know, maintaining certain, yep. certain other things that I, you know, certain money. So, I mean, that's, that's, and then, but the, you know, so if you have to do that, you have to do that. But remember when you do that, you're losing out, like Jake was saying, on all the value of these, what I call fire sale companies. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like these companies are saying, buy me low so that when I go higher in cost, it's you're going to be more money. Right. So exactly. you're going to lose out on that. And that's right. sometimes you have to lose out on that. I mean, I've lost out on stuff for a lot. That's just, you know, if you if you, you know, that's what survival is. But that's, you know, if you have to pay for something like your car or your house or a medical bill or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, yep. you know, if you want like and also another thing to think about. Is I don't I'm not saying or I don't know if you're saying I don't think you're saying that if you've been planning a trip and that's you know like and you really want to go on this trip that you can't go on this trip anymore right like you you got to put that money you know on a vac if you want to go on vacation you've been yeah, stuck you for it. a long like you have to um, invest in instead of going on that European vacation you've always wanted to. Um, right. And you've and, been saving for it. You've been planning yeah. for it. And now, and now this happens. Are, it's like, oh, so costs are high. Right. Yeah. So right. like, I'm going to no. put it off for another two years and you've been putting it off for six years. No, mm -hmm. I don't think like, again, this is a calculation you have to just do. And, yeah. you know, like you, you might offset something else or maybe just, you know what? I, you value that trip and that's it. And you're going on exactly. this trip, you know, like you only live once, like don't, don't miss out. You don't want to, you know, like you don't want to. Uh, go your life and and be old and be like it's really hard to travel because you're sick now, you know. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's just a lot of things to take into consideration, and mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody's different. And there's no the the principle we're just trying to help you understand is that if you can, if you have that option uh, to stay in the you know the stock market in into your pension in your four hundred one k, if it's a good option. You know, there's there's good reasons to do it, even though the stock you're seeing the stock, you're reading about the stock uh, going down all the time. Going down, right. and so people again, what we hear about people is that they start pulling out their money, or they start right. stops doing it because like, well, I don't want it to go down anymore. But it's like, no, you're thinking about it all wrong. Like you exactly. want it's fine. Yeah. In fact, it's yeah. good that it's going down in a sense because you can now buy it at a cheaper right. rate. You can get more of it than you would have. Right. When it was at an all-time high, and you're buying Apple stock at you know what a hundred or whatever it is, it's like I don't know what it was. What was, what was Apple stock or like? Oh. I mean, some it's it's very high. Sometimes it's over two hundred dollars a yeah, share. Yeah, two hundred or know. something like that. Like yeah. you know, it's like now but you I'd can rather get it for, buy those shares when they're one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so it's like yeah, yeah it's now true. when it when it when it goes to three hundred, yeah. my investments doubled. Yeah, right? that's Instead that's of, the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's yep. what you want. And so, you get you get more of the stocks, but I'm repeating myself. Yep. 
I think that's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Like change that mindset a bit, but also if they're weigh the opportunity cost, I mean, if it's going to, you know, if you're unable to make a car payment, which is going to cause a delinquent account on your credit, that's a pretty significant damage to a future opportunity. You don't want to do that and go that extreme. Right. So if you have to with if you have to reduce your your 401k contribution or stop it temporarily, weigh those costs, certainly. And we're not saying don't do certain things if you've been planning for them, but just take a slightly different approach and say, well, this is a new opportunity that the market has presented. Does it still make sense for me to continue with the the costs that I was incurring, or can I make some adjustments so that I can take advantage of a, a decline in in stock prices, for example? Yeah, and and um, you know, there's there's just it's such a complex world, financially yeah. or any otherwise that we live in, and you know, like I'm actually hearing some some things about like it it could be. V- so again, this is just me as just an independent thinking, like just trying to figure out stuff. I don't have answers yeah. to a lot of this stuff. Um, you yeah. know, I go to Jake to help me out with stuff, but just like, you know, if mortgage rates are going to continue to go up for a long, long time, like if that's a possibility, which I'm, some people think it may be for like mm-hmm. years and years of higher interest rates on your mortgage, like it's very unlikely to go below what it was before for a house. Because if, if you guys have been watching the show, I've been look. I in the past I looked for a house that didn't work out because all these Californians were moving here, like a lot of, and so I, they just, they priced me out of the market essentially. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm seeing people make these, this argument of, and again, this goes into what we're talking about. I think with like how you, you always figure out your, your specific plan that you're trying to figure, you're trying to do with your pension and all that stuff is, you know, maybe I should try to find something that locks in what it is right now, even though it's higher than it was a couple months mm-hmm. ago, cause it's going to keep going higher. So if I can lock in something at the, you know, four or five percent now when it was like two, three percent or or you know, six percent now when it was like three, four percent in the past or whatever it was, before mm-hmm. it goes up to nine, ten percent, like that may be right. that may be it a good idea. Yes, yeah, it still might like, be low relative. You have to think to in, in perspective. And then if going. Yeah, exactly. And then if it does if I do lock it in, you know, at the the six, seven percent and it goes down, you can always refinance in the future one day, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all that's an option. So, you know, I having your mentality right is really challenging with finances for me anyway. And, yeah. you know, cause I didn't think of it that way. I thought like the way I was thinking about it is like, well, it's not, you know, super low, like three per 4% or what I don't remember what it was, but like really low. So to hell with it, I'm not going to do it. Cause now it's a little bit higher, but it's like, yeah. well, if it's going to be really high for the next five years. Like, I don't know. Maybe it does make sense to lock it in before it gets even higher. Um, yeah. You know, and like my yeah. perspective changes, and so much of working with um, in a, you know, a, a CFP is helping you with your perspective, I think, and helping you understand yeah. all those. Yeah, areas. I think that's a good way to think about it. Like, don't try not to make decisions in absolute terms because we need to keep relative in perspective because that's exactly what you're illustrating here. Like, in absolute terms, a 30 year mortgage today is going to cost me more money. But relatively speaking, in 12 months, it may cost me even more money. Right. So mm. relatively speaking, I'm going to make the decision to go ahead and still proceed with the with the home purchase because I see on the horizon the potential for rates to continue to climb. But yeah. in absolute terms, you could just say, nope, not going to do it. Same with this 401k decision. Right. In absolute terms, uh, my groceries are two hundred dollars more. So I'm going to 
stop contributing the $200 to my 401k to make up the difference, period. Yeah. Well, look at all the other variables that are working into this that you have to keep in mind. Yeah. And that's yeah. Really kind of what we're trying to talk about. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think to, to recap, the, mo the most important thing to remember is that, you know, whether, what, making the decision to opt out of your pension is a difficult one. You shouldn't just make it because you see some gut reactions of, oh, the stock market's down. My groceries are up. Let me stop paying for the stock, um, you know, for, for pension and bu buying into the market or the stock market. And instead, let me put that money into things like my groceries, my mortgage and things like that. Maybe yeah. the other way to think about it is like, look at other things you're spending money on and like get rid of those luxury items that you don't need right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, this is, so that, that's the, I think that's the, the main lesson we're trying to get across is just like, mm -hmm. Before you make these gut reactions, make sure you think through the specific long-term goals you're trying to achieve and really weigh them for yourself. And like, yep. and, and you know, you might need help with understanding that. That's what the show is for. It's what Jake is here for is to kind of help you get mm -hmm. that long-term perspective. Yep. Bingo. Lots of juicy nuggets there. I love it. <laughs> juicy nuggets. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that <laughs> wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at jakestwocents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.